Comes out Suzuki, working in, right side, saved by Leonard, rebound, another stop Leonard, puck into the slot, Toffoli shoots, stopped by Robin Leonard, and the rebound goes wide. Live from the Finley Chevrolet Fox Sports Las Vegas studios, and live at LVSportsNetwork.com. Nolan Patrick comes in, drops it off, out and shoots, he scores! The former Ranger! This is the Vegas Golden Knights Insider Show, your destination for inside access with the team, exclusive player interviews, and breaking news from around the National Hockey League. Here are your hosts, Darren Millard and Ryan Wallace. Welcome in Vegas Golden Knights Insider Show, Fox Sports Las Vegas. Wallace Millard out here at Underground Lounge inside the Oil Hotel and Casino Jerry Justice back inside the Finley Chevrolet Fox Sports Las Vegas Studios. Finley Chevrolet on the 215. Home of the... Woo! It feels oh, like home here at the uh, the Underground Lounge. It, it wasn't does. my best. Oyo Hotel and Casino. Uh, no, it wasn't your best, but uh, that's because you're in the studio and we're out here having some fun, meeting with the people, talking hockey, and uh, hanging out and discussing everything that is the Vegas Golden Knights and the National Hockey League. Uh, Underground Lounge is happening on this President's Day, so we're uh, we're able to uh, mingle a little bit more with uh, people during the four to six hour than we normally would uh, if they had to uh, be at the office and be doing their thing. So uh, this is uh, this is a lot of fun at Oil Hotel and Casino. TVs are up, uh, lots of yeah. afternoon hockey. And an opportunity to reflect on what happened for the Vegas Golden Knights in a uh, three out of four point weekend uh, against the L.A. Kings and then the San Jose Sharks. I'm not sure what it would take for the Golden Knights to lose to the San Jose Sharks, though. Yeah, I don't think that that's possible at this point. I'm not sure either. It really isn't. You know, I I made the argument last night that... uh, the rivalry's done. The rivalry right now is, is dormant. It is, it is over for all intents and purposes. When you go in and you are 10-0 and in the last 10 games against a team that once was your bitter rival, what else is there? There's nothing that, that really resembled much, in my opinion, of a pushback from San Jose last night. Um, the Golden Knights own the San Jose Sharks. And you know what? It's exactly the type of game that they needed going into uh, what's going to be a very, very busy End of February and an incredibly busy month of March. 9-0-2 all time in San Jose. 9 0 never lost in regulation yep. in San Jose. Yep. Uh, 702-876-1340, 702-876-1340. Give us a call. Uh, the first segment is yours. Brett Houghton's going to join us in about 25 minutes' time. We'll bring you uh, the Vegas Golden Knights uh, center iceman in just a little bit. But uh, off the top, it's your opportunity to discuss Logan Thompson, Jack Eichel, Max Pacioretty, Chandler Stevenson. Uh, go down the list as uh, the Golden Knights uh, come out of uh, the weekend with three points. Here's Mike. Uh, welcome to the program. Welcome to the Underground Lounge. I think we'll call it a push, my friend. You got your Eichel game, and I said it wouldn't happen the first night, but it did happen. And it's only going to get better from here, I'm sure. You are so picky. You're so <laughs> picky. Come on, just, right. just say, Darren, you're right. Darren, well, eventually. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Darren, you are everything that is hockey. Darren, wow. you are a pseudo god. Can you say that? Oh Darren, heaven. you're really I hope humble. You're, I, hope, I hope you're writing all this down, Mike. Ryan, don't let him get by with that after I hang up, all right? Please. 
Listen, listen, you, 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 keep, you keep throwing the same prediction out there, eventually it's going to hit one of these days. Three That's points exactly. in three games. Three I, points in three games. I'm this not, is pretty good. I'm not batting an eye at that. I'm just saying, you called three points in game one. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, the first three-point Eichel game is coming up Friday. You can book that one. Let's yeah. see what happens. You know, Pete DeBoer said something today uh, about coaching and said, Dave, Dave, Dave Gosher asked a question about because he's uh, sneaking up on 500 wins. He's one shy of that and talked about uh, behind the bench and, and what you do. And uh, Pete said, you know, like for one game, you could stand behind the bench to Gosher and, and, and pick up a win. Uh, I'm starting to think that we, the Golden Knights played against Arizona last time. Uh, that the, you're right. That uh, that big night for Jack Eichel coming up is is I almost think so. a slam. Dunk. I do want to ask you this: Were you friends with Emil Francis, or did you know him very well? I did not know the cat, uh, which is uh, a regret for me because he is a legendary figure. I didn't play in the NHL that long, uh, considering uh, the the reputation. Like I was surprised it was. 70-plus games, less than 100 games, that the uh, the former general manager and coach of the, the New York Rangers actually played in the National Hockey League. Uh, but I learned a lot about the, the Cats' career in the last couple of days uh, he, as he uh, uh, passed and uh, left this uh, world, uh, that his job was taken uh, by the legendary uh, uh, Johnny Bauer. Uh, in in the New York Rangers system, as Bauer came up and then went back to uh, to Cleveland. So there's there, there's lots happening, but I, I just remember the hockey card of the cat in his coaching jacket and uh, and and standing there with that great hair, uh, and by all uh, accounts, uh, was just one of those wonderful human beings. Well, that's what I hear. Uh, at any rate, I'm from north of St. Louis, so he was a bit of a legend in that mm. territory, to say yes. the least. You're absolutely the- right about that. Yeah, he was. Uh, he certainly was. I, here's what Ryan told us to do last night. I like it, and I looked at it today so I could get a better picture of it. Take, he said take games in six- and eight-game blocks and then look at the team as it completes those blocks of games. Well, the next five uh, or six are, at, are, are mostly at home. They're four at home, two on the road, and they're against non-contenders mostly except for the Bruins. So we can guess that a good Knights team would take 10 points out of that group. Then the the following five are all on the road, but only one of those teams is in the playoffs, Pittsburgh. So where do we stand two blocks from now, let's call it? I only I only look at life one block at a time. Like, that's that's the way I do it. You, just, you missed just, the point of the exercise. He, he misses life a quarter mile yeah. at a time. <laughs> hey, well, um, I thought Ryan that was good advice. Well, and that's it is, I did the you know why it is it is good advice because back in the days when there wasn't a salary cap and uh, there was uh, there was a little bit of money here, a little bit of money there, a little bonuses for teams, a little bonuses for players, uh, coaches and organizations would offer bonuses for the team if in five game blocks. And if you came out on a certain percentage, whatever, and teams would, would sway it, uh, depending on how good they were. But if you were like seven points out of ten, you would get a certain bonus, and everybody would get this envelope uh, left. In the, and that wasn't that long ago. Uh, we're talking uh, 80s and 90s, uh, where you get that little bonus. So coaches certainly judged uh, teams' success based on five-game blocks. So I think it's an it's astute plan for for. Uh, Ryan to uh, to give you uh, that sage advice, but I'm but I'm looking at the next five games, and I'm seeing Arizona, Colorado, San Jose, Boston, Anaheim, and that's that's a little bit of everything in that uh-huh. block. So uh, what 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 would you say? 
seven points. I say ten. I say ten. I really do. I think ten points in that group. Mike, you're coming around to my way of thinking, buddy. <laughs> like you, you, you fought it, you fought it, and you fought it. But uh, you're coming to my way of uh, being the uh, over uh, overly optimistic uh, person. What, what was your favorite part of the weekend? Well, Patrick, I, 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 first of all, I think more like Rita. I think is a fair way to put that because Rita's always overestimating everything. Bless her heart. The uh, the weekend was satisfying, and uh, what was my birthday? So it had to be, I guess, right. Mm. Congratulations. You don't look a day over 22. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. But, uh, but it was a good weekend, but it was not, it was not a surprising weekend. You want, a surprising weekend would have been an overtime win or loss to San Jose. That would have been a surprise. Yeah, you're right about that. Uh, Mike, uh, thanks for that. Uh, appreciate it. Uh, you be well. And uh, he is the one that leads us off every Monday mm-hmm. as we go to the callers and turn over the show to you. You want to talk about Jack Eichel. You want to talk about Logan Thompson who stepped in in a somewhat surprising start, or Jack Eichel. Let's go to the phone lines. Line number four. Steven, you're on the VGK Insider Show on Fox Sports Las Vegas from the Underground Lounge, Oil Hotel and Casino. Good morning, gentlemen. It's been a while. Um, yeah, where you been? So I, I want to say that, you know, you said the 80s and 90s wasn't that long ago. There's people on this call right now who weren't born in the 80s and the 90s. Well, Technically, I was 93, but still, it's, like, it's, it's it was a while ago. Um, now, I do want to talk about the goaltending, but I don't think I'm going to go in the direction that anyone thinks I'm going to go in. And that's, I don't think we know about the state of Robin Leonard's injury, um, unless I've missed something. Nope, nope if you're, you're, you're right. If you're and the front office, do you... Do you maybe, like, don't try to rush Robin Leonard back and see what you have in Laurent Brassois and uh, potentially Logan Thompson with the idea of if you need to shed salary offloading Laurent Brassois and just having Logan Thompson there? Because, like, Vegas' place in the Pacific should be relatively sealed up for a playoff spot. So, it, like, even though, like, every point's important because you want that home ice advantage, like, seeing what you have might give away the false and shallow cap dramas. I'm not suggesting go out and trading for another goaltender. I'm just, like, because there's been a lot of that, obviously. You know, I'm firmly in the team, Robin Leonard camp, and I believe the front offices as well. I just, I just think that might be an avenue to go down to save salary if you go with a Robin Leonard, um, Logan Thompson tandem in the playoffs? No. So that's the short answer. Uh, but the long answer yep. is, is no, you're not going to rush Robin Leonard. Uh, that has not been this uh, organization's uh, MO from the start uh, to now. Uh, there's enough comfort and confidence in the roster that it can uh, keep you in a race or climb up a race even without certain players. Uh, So you're not going to rush Robin Leonard back. I think there's extreme confidence in what uh, Laurent Brassois has done this year. He's uh, just a couple of games off his career win total, uh, which is 13. And Logan Thompson going in yesterday and uh, picking up two points for you and out goaltending the other team is a great story and it gives you depth should anything happen but uh this team will not uh, move off uh, uh robin leonard and laurent brassois 
in my estimation, uh, this year. There, there has been years, like two years ago, when they didn't have confidence in their backup and they made the acquisition uh, of Leonard for Malcolm Subban. And that came off a, a disappointing performance by Subban against the Anaheim Ducks right before the NHL trade deadline. Uh, we haven't seen that type of uh, goaltending, that uh, inconsistency from Brassois and, and now Logan Thompson. So I think it just gives you more, more depth. And there's, there's no reason why you have to necessarily uh, make that change right now when you have what has been a, a, a nice luxury and an impressive performance by Brassois. Yeah, no, no, that's, that's definitely fair enough. I, I, I wasn't suggesting, you know, in any way that it's, you know, a lack of faith in Laurent Brassois. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you, you, you mentioned that, you know, he's having a, a close to a career year and like, but I, I just thought that might be one yeah. of the avenues to save salary because no, I... obviously this team is going to have to save salary at, at some point and, well, I just don't like, think I, I just Stephen, that, that might I'm have been jump in to go down. I'm going to jump in here. Uh, you, the guy's started two games in his career, and he's been in both of them. Uh, one was a, a close loss to the Nashville Predators, and the other one was a, a strong goaltending performance that earned you the win against the San Jose Sharks. But he's been a pro for two and a half years, uh, and yep. that's that's not to the point where you'd, uh, unless you're totally desperate, that you put your eggs in that basket. So that, that's why... Uh, I, I wouldn't go down, even even with this with the salary crunch. Uh, appreciate it, Stephen. Uh, don't go that long without calling again. I'll try not to. Like I've just come off two and a half weeks of um, Olympics coverage, so it's been uh, you know some late late nights, which make getting up um, at, on a Tuesday morning at eleven a.m. a little bit of a struggle. Uh, yeah. Uh, how? Uh, what did you do for the Olympics? What was uh, what was your assignment? Uh, so I was doing the ice hockey. Ah, hockey. It's not <laughs> ice hockey. And, yeah, a lot of 2, 2.30, 3 a.m. sort of finishes. And, yeah, that, that sort of messes with you a little bit. Yeah, it does. Uh, thanks for this. Uh, get some rest and uh, recuperate. There's uh, Stephen from Australia uh, talking about the goaltending, which I thought we'd get that call first. You know, I, I, I didn't think that we would. Um, you know, the kind of the way that I would frame it here is I think Stephen's spot on. You don't rush Robin Leonard back. You allow Robin Leonard the time that he needs to get himself fully healthy. In that time period, if you can get a couple more starts for for Logan Thompson, you can get a little bit more familiarity at the NHL level, great. But I think really what you're looking for is for the Golden Knights to be able to win hockey games regardless of who's in net. And for the better part of this year, the Golden Knights, goaltending has not been the limiting factor for this team. I don't think it's going to start being the limiting factor now. And so if you get more starts for Logan Thompson in the interim, that's only good as you move forward, but it's not something that you want to turn to this year. Line open, 702-876-1340. Bethany, you're on the VGK Insider Show, live from the Underground Lounge at Oil Hotel and Casino. Stephanie. Okay, I'm, I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Jared. I, I, I clearly didn't enunciate my name very well. It's Stephanie. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm sorry. That this is good. As soon as I heard, uh, is it Cleo? Yeah. Okay. As soon as I heard Cleo in the background, I, as soon as I heard Cleo in the background, <laughs> I knew that it was Stephanie and not Bethany. It also, again, our phones are having a bit of a day. Okay. It's it, Jared. It's all right. We're I, getting through this. It's for sure, not the first time that it's ever happened. Mm-hmm. Uh, I used to work on phone lines 
for a cat hospital, and constantly people were calling in to talk to Bethany, and I'm like, that's not my name. <laughs> uh, what do you think of the weekend? <laughs> you know, I thought it was a, a pretty good weekend. Um, I, I love seeing San Jose lose, um, <laughs> and also for Eichel to get his first goal as a Golden Knight against San Jose. Is there really a better team to get your first goal as a Golden Knight? No, and you know what? He's, he's really owned the San Jose Sharks individually. Uh, for his career as well. So uh, he's going to fit in just fine when it comes to the Golden Knights and their rivalry with the Sharks. Yeah, and, um, you know, uh, kind of what what Steven said about um, not having to rush Robin Leonard back, I think that the performance out of Thompson really put an exclamation point on that, that, like, we do have enough goaltending in us to be able to make it through this, that it's not, you know... If Robin Leonard isn't back in two games, everything is over and the world is ending. You know, we, we have confident goaltending. Uh, competent goaltending. Competent, competent, I think both. Yeah, I um, think both. Okay. Uh, I agree. And it's just really, um, really good to see and know that uh, the, the pieces are still there. And also um, White, White Cloud being back on the ice today. Um, I heard he was at practice, so that was uh, really awesome. Too. Uh, I agree. And White Cloud was uh, on the ice. Uh, Zach was uh, skating and doing some drills and was uh, on the ice uh, doing some extra work with uh, Alec Martinez, who was back on the ice today. So uh, an update on that front, uh, which is great uh, for the Vegas Golden Knights as their uh, blue line gets a, a little bit healthier and uh, moves along the way uh, a little bit more. Uh, Brett Howden's going to join us in just a little bit. Uh, he's going to chat about uh, what's uh, happened over the last uh, couple of days. Uh, we'll also get into uh, the Golden Knights and their schedule coming up this week, what they plan on doing, and a little bit about uh, the media availability today. Uh, line open, 702-876-1340. Good to hear. I always like talking to Bethany. Yeah, Bethany's cool. Um, poor Jared Justice. It's, it's unfortunate. But, yeah, I, again, I, I, you, look at, you look at the confidence that you can build within the organization at the goaltending, uh, at the goaltending level. And, and for me, like, I, I think that, for the Golden Knights, any any experience you get for Logan Thompson, any any additional starts you get for Loren Brossois, and any confidence you build here while Robin Leonard is rehabbing and getting back to 100% is really what the main focus is for this Golden Knights team right now. First segment is yours, 876-1340. It is S2, Stephanie, back on the air with us on the VGK Insider Show. Yes, we have two Stephanies, Jared. Uh, hi, Stephanie. You- Hi, you do have chest. I like being called S2. That's kind of cool, too. Thank you. I, I think I it's like a little that. bit of a twist, yeah. Awesome. Yay. So, yeah, hopefully this win against San Jose is kind of, you know, that game to kind of get us back on track, get us our mojo back, and get back to being the Golden Knights that we we all know and love. Uh, what uh, Did you see something different out of the Golden Knights yesterday? I, I, and when I say that, there's another level for this team, but their conversion rate yesterday, they, they looked a little more, more confident offensively. They did. They just, they, they looked hungrier. And, you know, I, I think, I don't know if it's because having Logan Thompson in net, you want to, you know, maybe defend a little harder against the, you know, greener goalie, but and the fact that it's San Jose, I mean, you just, you want to put everything against, a team that you know you're going to win. And if you lose against a team like that, it just 
makes the loss even worse. So I think having that extra push um, to get those two points is what they needed. Uh, I agree. We avoided the apocalypse. That's what I, uh, I I see when the San Jose Sharks are, are pushing the Vegas Golden Knights. The apocalypse is coming, and I, I don't need that right now. I, I don't either. And honestly, like, there was no point during that game that I really felt like, oh, my gosh, this is close, or, oh, my goodness, they can make a comeback, or, oh, my goodness, we're in trouble. Like, I just I didn't see that from them. You nailed it perfectly. S2, thanks for the call. You have a good <laughs> oh, I did. You know what? I did have yeah. a question for you yes. guys, though. I'm sorry. No, go. Um, sorry. So last on the last pregame show on Friday, you guys had talked about you know Chandler Stevenson moving back up to the top line, and um, but he would be on the wing versus the center. Yeah. So as somebody that doesn't know the intricacies of hockey, how different are those two positions? Uh, one, uh, the center is a lot more responsible uh, in in both zones uh, when it comes to defending. Uh, that uh, that has a you got to cover up you got to it's almost like a safety where you're roam, roaming around a little bit whereas the winger would be responsible for their third of the ice from the wall wall out uh, that would be the the biggest difference especially in the in the uh, defensive zone where it really comes into play uh, on a forechecking offensive side when you don't have the puck uh, they really go with a uh, just whoever's first into the zone and that's where you'll you'll hear the term f1 f2 f3 if you're the first forward in you're the f1 and your responsibility is to pressure the puck carrier the second forward in the f2 will will swing off and there's different uh, strategies uh, for different teams what the first forward does second forward does and third forward but uh, primarily uh, the the center just has a lot more responsibility when they don't have the puck as opposed to uh, when they have the puck. Oh, okay. Like, uh, that, that makes sense. I was just, just curious because, oh, I mean, I, I listen to you guys as much as I can, and if you mention something, then I know it's important, so I, Ste- I wanted to pay attention and Stephanie, I had this learn call. as much as I can. <laughs> uh, Grandpa Steven uh, is a buddy of mine, and he sent some questions in uh, the other day, and it was awesome because there were some questions that I didn't even thought of uh, to, to make sure that people know terminology and different uh, different rules so i love these kind of questions uh that that come in where we can just uh reassure everybody what this xyz uh all mean uh thank you to s2 uh stephanie uh for calling in we're going to take a break when we come back brett howden scheduled to join us on the vgk insider show as we broadcast live from the oil hotel and casino from the underground lounge on fox sports las vegas uh no you know like i said whether it's confidence once the puck goes in or, or actually giving it time to heal uh, you know now I, I feel great I feel 100% couple things that might last for a while but it, I don't think about it at all in the ice anymore and, and like I said whether that's the science behind it or just me being a head case who knows <laughs> we're back to the Vegas Golden Knights Insider Show on Fox Sports Las Vegas 98.9 FM and 1340 AM Oh, there's another question by Dave Golsher, who was very active in today's media session at City National Arena. The Golden Knights holding, holding an optional practice uh, coming off their victory last night against the San Jose Sharks. It's the VGK Insider Show from the Underground Lounge here at Oyo Hotel and Casino. Go over some of the specials in just a minute, but uh, let's bring in from the Vegas Golden Knights, uh, Center Iceman uh, Brett Howden. That was a very old school introduction, Brett. Center Iceman Brett Howden. Uh, how are you, pal? Brett, are you there? Yeah, I'm here. How are you? Good. How are you guys doing? We're doing great. Uh, you know, 
Max was just talking. I don't know whether you heard the clip about uh, confidence, and uh, he's over the injury, but uh, confidence sort of uh, lends itself to confidence, and, and you get on a roll, and, uh, and just you're, you're feeling it between the ears. You're feeling it with the hands. Uh, can, can you uh, relate to that with, with the heater that you went on? Yeah, I mean, I think, I think that's a big part of, you know, when things start to go well, I feel like your confidence just starts to, to go up a bit more, and you have a lot more confidence in, in making little plays, um, you know, all over the ice. And I think when you hop over the boards, uh, when the coach calls your name, you're, you're excited to get out there and you want to keep going as much as you can just because you, you know, you're, you feel unconfident while you're doing it there. So I think that, that plays a big role into, the, you know, how you, how you play during a game. Yeah, what about uh, what about your line mates? Like when you're when you're out there with uh, with Will Carrier and Keegan Coles are developing that chemistry. Uh, just why why do the three of you gel so well on the ice together as a, as a line? I think first and foremost, all of us um, to start with our compete level. I think uh, that's that's the main thing for our line is is how hard we work and you know all over the ice trying to support each other. Um, but then from that, I think. Um, just us getting to you know play with each other a bit more here. We've been able to build some chemistry. And we kind of kind of make easier reads off of each other. We we just kind of know where each other is going to be right now, um, and and we just try to keep it simple. So um, you know, like like you said, our line's been you know having a little bit of success lately. But um, I feel like we you know we do a lot more than than just that. We try to you know be good defensively and be hard on other teams' top lines. Golden Knights coming off a solid win over the San Jose Sharks yesterday. Brett Howden's with us uh, on the VGK Insider Show on Fox Sports Las Vegas. Did you just feel the need to, to put a little bit of a spice in, back into the rivalry in that last shift yesterday? Yeah, well, I mean, I don't know, I guess. But, I, I mean, it's more so just <laughs> us sticking up for each other. I think uh, there's no need for, for what had happened there at the last eight seconds. Um, so I think... Just uh, just us sticking up for each other and, and staying as a team. I wasn't sure who was going to get tossed out, but you, you you were fine. Yeah, I I don't know really how that worked out. I I was cleaning up the sticks and stuff as you guys got kicked off, so maybe they forgot about me. But uh, <laughs> I walked out there. Uh, Keegan Kolasar, uh, like that was that was a great uh, transition goal, little uh, stretch pass, dish, shoot, simple, and you celebrate. Yeah, I mean, it was a great play by our D-man, just getting the puck up quickly, bypassing all their forwards. And, um, you know, once once we got it, I tried to just kick it out to, to Keegs and then try to drive to the net. And he obviously made a great shot from pretty far out. So that's pretty great accuracy from him. Um, yeah, it was just a great shot. What are your options, and, and how does that play come about when, when you get that puck uh, straight up the middle inside the zone? Uh, well, I feel like you know, if the, their D-men are right up, you probably don't have much time. You want to just chip it in, but I kind of felt that we had some room, and um, as I held on to it when the puck came, I just kind of felt Keegs uh, was wide open on his forehand, so I just uh, just tried to kick it out, and I think that's something we've been kind of you know harping on a little bit is trying to control pucks instead of just throwing them away. So, um, yeah, was, we were pretty... Pretty happy to get that one. You know, Brett, when you when you look at kind of the makeup of of this Golden Knights team and just the, the depth that that we're seeing this season, obviously there's there's high end skill 
And then there's there's really a, a bottom six with this Golden Knights team that is chipping in offensively, that, that's certainly moving the needle in, in, in these types of games. You look at it with that play uh, to Keegan Colasar yesterday, like, is this one of the deeper teams that, that you recall being on at the NHL level? Absolutely. I think for sure this, this year, this, this team is for sure the, the most depth I've ever been a part of uh, in the NHL. Um, just you look at our, even our top nine, you know, just how, how many good players we have and how effective they all are. Um, and then for us as a fourth line, I just feel like we've been, you know, trying to do the best we can to chip in when we can. And I just think kind of shows the depth that we have. I mean, playing with Keegs and uh, Will, I mean, those are two great players to be playing with, um, you know, to have them on the fourth line. So, I mean, um, I think that just goes to show how much depth we have. And then there's, there's internal competition there too. Like, do you, do you revel in that? Do you enjoy the getting to the rink every day and, and the practice and, and everything that goes into getting into the lineup and, and, and really having those, the, that, that key role on this club? Yeah. I mean, obviously there's, I mean, a little bit of that just because, you know, there's, we got some, you know, extra forwards, um, but we've been dealing with a lot of injuries this year. So, um, I mean, it's kind of been here and there with that, I guess, but, um, if there is any competition, it's all, it's all, you know, good competition. I mean, we all want to make each other better and we're all a team here, um, you know, accomplishing the same goals. So, um, I think it's great for all of us to just keep, uh, keep pushing each other to be better. Brett Howden's with us on the VGK Insider Show on Fox Sports Las Vegas from the Oyo Hotel and Casino, uh, the Underground Lounge. Just to clarify, uh, full disclosure, I don't like competition. I like to be gifted everything <laughs> and be handed everything uh, and be uh, sent on my way. Uh, when, when you look at your number, or do you look at your numbers uh, at this point of the season? Uh, I mean, you know, you try. I mean, obviously they're all out there with social media and yeah. everything that, that's going on in today's game. But, I mean... I mean, you try not to. You try mostly just worrying about the task at hand, which is the game. And especially these next two months, there's there's literally no time to look at that. It's going to be a game, and then the next night you got to be ready to go again because, um, you know, there's obviously so many. So, um, yeah, just try not to worry about that. Uh, I just wanted to bring up the fact that you're having a career year, and you're, you're going to surpass goal totals, uh, point totals. Uh, it's all right there. Is it? And, and that's with switching teams, which I think comes with uh, with a real challenge. Oh, what's allowed you to have this success uh, in transitioning to Vegas? Yeah, I think I think at the start for me, um, you know, the first couple months it was a lot of adjusting for me. Um, you know, obviously moving here and then um, getting used to the team, meeting everybody, um, new systems uh, within the game. So. I think for me, it took a little bit to, to kind of adapt, but I think as I started to get more comfortable being here, um, being around all the guys and, and just kind of learning um, the way they play here, I think that really kind of helped. And I just started to build some confidence off that. And, um, you know, I think the coaching staff has, has put confidence in me um, just, you know, from, you know, putting me on the PK and, um, you know, let me take, uh, you know, some, some, important face-offs, um, you know, little things like that just kind of help your confidence. So I think uh, the team and, and the coaching staff, everybody here is kind of, I think, you know, kind of helped me um, get to where I am right now. 
You know, Brett, the last two years in the NHL, it's been kind of herky-jerky. It's been a really strange time in, in kind of navigating and dealing with COVID. And, you know, for, for this Golden Knights team right now, the month of February has been incredibly sporadic. Like, when it comes to this schedule, how much of an adjustment has it been for you to, to kind of get into a rhythm when you're playing just one or two games every every week or so? Yeah, I mean, it's really different for sure. I mean, nobody's really used to that. We obviously weren't going to, you know, we didn't see this coming. We all thought we were going to have the Olympic break. So um, it's definitely a different schedule just with, you know, playing a couple games and then having, you know, five days off and then playing a couple more, having another five or six days off. So it's definitely different. Um, I think for us, we just try to stay, you know, stay with it um, in practice, try to keep that game-like mentality and, just be ready for the next game to come. And obviously, you know, the days that we have off, we really want to take advantage of because, you know, in March and April, it's going to be um, pretty hectic with the amount of games that are going to be played. Um, so I think there's just a balance there of, of trying to be ready to go for each game that's coming up, but also taking advantage of the rest. What did you have to throw in the trash for your Olympic plans uh, during the break? Uh, I uh, I was kind of thinking I hadn't booked anything, but I was kind of thinking of going to see my brother out in Germany. He uh, he's playing in the Dell League out there, so it would have been would have been fun to go see him and get catch a couple games there, maybe. But uh, uh, that that did not work out, obviously. But uh, nothing was booked, so I didn't have to cancel anything. Hey, my buddy works for Mannheim. What team does your brother play for? Uh, my brother plays in Cologne. Oh, nice. Well, that's yeah. Yeah. If yeah, you do do that yeah, trip, really, let me know. I'll really come with you. It down there. <laughs> I'll tag along with you on that trip. Uh, before we let you go, do you see Jack as a playmaker or a shooter after playing with him for three games? Because people seem to be uh, wide-eyed at at how adept he is at dishing the puck. Yeah, I, I mean, you can't. I don't think I can choose one. I think he's both. I think right. The high-end talent that he has. I mean, he sees the ice so well. I mean, the way he skates up the ice and how much patience he has to, to make the right play, and then. Obviously, you see it every day and practice his shot. Like it's it's pretty incredible. So I think it's too hard to pick one. I think he's just uh, a really special player that has a lot of abilities to do do a uh, lot of different things on the ice. We'll talk about it more when we go over to Cologne and visit your brother uh, on that. Flight. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks for doing this, uh, Brett. Appreciate it and continued success. Enjoy the week and uh, as you get back into it, add it on Friday and Saturday. Awesome. Thank you very much, you guys. There's uh, Brett Houghton of the Vegas Golden Knights. Uh, the more you get to know that guy, uh, the more you, you see a little bit uh, below the surface, some, some personality. And the game, the game is coming along just like uh, uh, his, his personality in, in how we're starting to understand the potential there. Yeah, I mean, I, you, you look at what Brett Houghton's been able to do this year, eight goals, 18 points, 38 games. Like This is a guy that is went on a heater and, and really has solidified what the Golden Knights have on their on their fourth line. He's, he's a pivot. He's playing strong minutes on the penalty kill. And you know what? He's in the offensive zone, working hard, motoring, creating turnovers. And once he gets the puck on his stick, it's no nonsense. Get the puck to the front of the net. And that is working really well with Will Carrier and with Keegan Colasar. The name Jack Eichel, I immediately go to shot. But people are really starting to see the range that he has to see the ice and distribute the puck. And 
we often refer to him as a five-tool player in that base, baseball terminology. Uh, I, don't, I don't know whether his passing can rival the shot or surpass that, but yeah. it's, it's more in the area than we expected. I think both play off one another, right? Like Jack Eichel's ability to set other guys up opens up his ability to shoot the puck and vice versa. When Jack can just skate down the wing and rip a shot, then it allows him to create plays. You look at the game last night. It was a beautiful pass to Max Pacioretty wide open in front of the net. Another beautiful pass to Chandler Stevenson wide open in front of the net. And before the pass to Stevenson, Jack Eichel had, the, had the, the puck on his stick for 12 seconds in the offensive zone. Like, there's no panic to his game. He sees the ice so well. And the more chemistry he's, con- he's building with Chandler Stevenson and Max Pacioretty, uh, I shudder to think. Because when Jack is able to utilize those players and utilize his playmaking to open up his shot, it's going to well, be pretty scary. You bring up the line mates, and that's where Darren Elliott was yesterday. Yeah. In thinking uh, about a way to evaluate Jack Eichel. Because when he was in Buffalo and we watched Jack play for the Sabres, mm-hmm. it was Jack and then down the list sure. of people that could beat you. And, and if they were going to have success, Jack had to do a lot of it on his own. So he became that guy very much noted for his shot. No, his shot is world class. Yeah. But he also became known for a guy who could score because he had to score. He had to make things happen on his own. Now you you get to a, a, a depth part of it where he has people in the same range of skill set mm-hmm. with a Pacioretty, uh, with a Stevenson, uh, with a Mark Stone or whoever he ends up playing with. And he doesn't have to take it to the net every time. And that, that pass that he made, one to Pacioretty on Friday night, yep. was, was awesome. And did that come because people were pinching down low and, and very aware of it was Jack Eichel behind the net and Pacioretty's open on top? I think there's something there. But then last night, he makes the wonderful feed over and everybody's surprised that Chandler Stevenson is wide open yeah. in front of the net and it causes chaos. There's the collapse to Chandler Stevenson or the attention to Chandler Stevenson, and then he, he's wide open. So both sides of it from a distribution point of view and then leading to his, uh, his own offensive capabilities. Jared Justice uh, thinks, like, Jared, who, who would you compare uh, Jack Eichel to in the, in the ability to do both? It was Chris Paul. Right. Like, like, that, that, that's a, I think that's a, a pretty bang-on uh, analogy. I genuinely, there were moments where I was like, oh, he's just waiting for someone else to get open. So, like someone on his own team to get open, and he's just kicking everyone else's butt. <laughs> well, yeah. he's like, no, I'm going to get you the puck. Don't worry. And I'm like, wow, he put that right where I wanted it. <laughs> bear, bear, bear with me. And the explosiveness, it's not a traditional explosiveness with the speed with Jack Eichel. Chandler Stevenson is a rocket ship. And his legs are going, and boom, he has gone down the ice. Jack is two strides, very smooth, and has the ability to gain speed while he's gliding and push on his edges. You saw that in the breakaway yesterday yeah. uh, where it was two strides gone, but yeah. nobody caught him even though he went 40 feet without taking a stride. Yeah. So there, there's, there's that part of it. And then on the goal that he scored, two quick strides. And he was away from everybody in front of the net. Different than uh, the speed of Chandler Stevenson, but in a way the same. Just they, they get there 
in different manners. Well, yeah, I mean, like, once once they're at top flight, you're not catching them, right? I'd like love to see them in a, in a race. That'd be interesting because the approach would look very, very yes. different. But the end result would be essentially the same as you're, as you're bringing up. Like, with Jack, it's almost effortless. And, and, and Chandler has that element to it, too. But you can tell, you can see that he's working. With, with Jack, as you mentioned, like, he gets a step on you. And all of a sudden, he pulls away, and it doesn't even look in that moment mm-hmm. like he's trying all that hard or accelerating all that much. And yet, you can't catch him. You can't get there. You can't make a play on him. And at that point, Jack's free to do whatever it is he wants to do. And, and it's, it's deceptive for goaltenders to kind of figure it out because all of a sudden, you see this guy. You don't recognize how quickly he's, co- he's moving in on you until it's too late. If you didn't know, I'll put, put it in this terminology, and then we're going to take a break and come back with the, with the play of the date and talk a little bit more about Jack. But uh, if you put Jack, again, in minor uh, U14 tryouts, and the coach is watching going, hey, that, I don't see a lot of that. He's just so smooth. He just blends in. I don't see the, the, the explosiveness. I don't see uh, making this happen. But... He just gets it done, and then he walks away with three points mm-hmm. and two breakaways. Yeah. But he's, because he's so smooth. Yeah. But you're, you're spot on. There's no, there's no herky-jerkiness. There's nothing to jump out at. He just blends in because he's so smooth. You know, and, and for me, like, he uses that skating not just offensively but defensively mm-hmm. too. And, and I think that that was going to be one of the question marks surrounding Jack coming to this team because when you talk about his time in Buffalo and, and – the points and needing to be the guy a lot of times it was offensively driven it was offensively focused and I, I think the the thing for Jack here on this club that is is really dialed in on winning hockey games I think he's going to get to show a little bit more range in his game not just the offensive skill but the desire and the compete level defensively that that you need from a player of Jack's caliber especially on this Golden Knights team. I was disappointing on Friday night. I wanted that to go to a shootout because I wanted to see Jack in the uh, shootout. Uh, it's the BGK Insider Show on Fox Sports Las Vegas from the Underground Lounge at the Oil Hotel and Casino. We are here every Monday from 4 to 6 o'clock where we discuss uh, hockey. We discuss uh, Jack Eichel. We discuss uh, trips that Brett Howden and I are going to take. Uh, yeah, you're and, not going uh, on a trip. Uh, BGK drink specials as well. Bacardi, New Amsterdam, Jim Beam. Come down here right now. We'll give it to you. Three dollars. Hey, now. Just, just because you can come to us. Three bucks. Yep. So New Amsterdam, Bacardi, Little Jim Beam, uh, and Beamer, uh, I call him, uh, because we're, Jim and I are tight. Yeah, you are. Uh, Jim and I have hung out just a little bit over the years. Uh, and then we've got uh, Bud Buckets, five for ten dollars. Uh, free parking, short walk to T-Mobile. It's Everything that happens are right here at the Underground Lounge, Oil Hotel, and Casino. When we continue, the play of the day in Fox Sports Las Vegas. This is the VGK Insider Show on Fox Sports Las Vegas, 98.9 FM and 1340 AM. Now back to Darren Millard and Ryan Wallace. This is so cool. We're at the Oil Hotel and Casino at the Underground Lounge. People just came in, and I said, we got drink specials. I was, like, like working it, and they said, what are the drink specials? I told them, and they said, what should I get? I, and I picked Jim Beam. Yeah, you did. Three bucks. I picked for them. You're welcome. You can also get New Amsterdam, or you can get uh, Bacardi for, for three bucks. Uh, Bud Buckets, five for $10 right here at the Underground Lounge. I picked for them. Uh, that uh, should be the play of the day. Instead, it's going to go to... A little bit of history last night for Jack Eichel in San Jose. 
All four players in the offensive zone. Now out in front, no chance to shoot for Stevenson. Centered, Eichel scores! The give and go. Stevenson to Eichel, and the Knights lead 2-0. Chandler Stevenson couldn't have been more wide open. No. There's like nobody within 30 feet other than the goalie. Not even a little bit. So why didn't he shoot? I asked him that today, hmm. and he will tell you all about it in hour number two of the VGK Insider Show. Uh, we'll take a break, and we'll come back. I'm going to go and, and make more decisions for people. You're going to make friends is what you're going to do. Yeah. Yeah. Would you trust me to pick a drink for you? Yeah. Okay, Bacardi for you for three bucks. Hour number two is coming up next on Fox Sports Las Vegas. On the left side, Stone to the right, back in front, they score! Tic-tac-toe to Donov, back to Stone! Because one hour isn't enough, we welcome you back for hour number two of the Vegas Golden Knights Insider Show. Theodore finds Wah in the slot. An overtime hero against Montreal. Sets it up for Theodore. He scores! Vegas wins in overtime. Shea Theodore, the hero. From the Finley Chevrolet Fox Sports Las Vegas studios and live at LVSportsNetwork.com with your hosts, Darren Millard and Ryan Wallace. Every Monday, we're hanging out at the Oyo Hotel and Casino over at the Underground Lounge. Come by, say hi to us. The VGK Insider Show on Fox Sports Las Vegas, 4 to 6. And uh, we have tickets to give away. Come by, sign up, and uh, we will make the draw. And we will select uh, somebody to go to an upcoming Vegas Golden Knights game, courtesy of the Underground Lounge, Oyo Hotel and Casino, Fox Sports Las Vegas. We also have some pick Whitney uh, paraphernalia uh, standing by here that we can give up some flat rim caps. You'd look good in a flat rim cap. Wallace. You're talking to me. I thought yeah. you were talking to the listener. No, just... no, you would, you, Wallace. Yeah, I know. You would, look, would. Good I would look good in a flat rim cap. Yeah. Have you ever worn one before? Yes. Uh, yeah, Darren, I'm under the age of 40. Yeah. I, I've only done it a couple of times, but I liked it. I, I, only a couple of times, my really? Kids, my kids don't think I can pull it off, but I feel, I feel good with it. And we've got some pink Whitney shirts there. Uh, a lot of fun. So come by Oyo Hotel and Casino uh, just off uh, Tropicana and uh, check in with us at the Underground Lounge, and you could be going to a upcoming VGK game. You're going to put this on in the break. We're going to take a picture of it. Absolutely. And we're going to put it on, I love uh, on it. Twitter. And then someone can come down here right now and, and get that hat. a hat worn by Darren Millard and his hair. It, it would go up in value. I, I That's mean, what I'm saying. I'll sign the underneath of the, uh, of the rim. No one's asking you to sign anything. Yeah. You can't read autographs anymore. Is, is, your, is your autograph good? You can't, you can't read autographs anymore. I'm going to get Nick Kiprios on. Uh-huh. Uh, my buddy from back in Sportsnet days, a Stanley Cup champion with the New York Rangers, 1994. And uh, he's got a great story about autographs and being legible. And I'll, I won't ruin it just uh, yet, but the uh, baseline of the story is he got tuned in when he was a rookie in the National Hockey League because he was signed the autograph and you yeah. couldn't read it. Hmm. And so he went home and practiced, as a rookie in the National Hockey League, practiced his autograph for a couple of nights until he could do it fast, because you're signed, sure. uh, but also be able to read it. And that's, that's a lost art, being able to read an autograph. A lot of times, if you get something signed, you have to look to see what the number is. Mm -hmm. Then you go, oh, 
that's 23, Alec Martinez. Sure. I don't know. I, I've never seen Alec's autograph, so I, I don't want to make it sound like he's got one that uh, you can't read. But I, what would you say? How many autographs do you think, if I put it in front of you, how many could you tell me, without the number being there, what the name is? Less than five. Like if, you, if you gave me 20, I'd say less than five. Re- yeah. You think you could do five? Is that a high number? Yeah. I, really? I would say five out of 100 huh. that I could actually huh. tell what the, what the name is behind that autograph. I, I feel like deductive reasoning would have to be in my favor, and I feel mm. like I, I, could, I could. Without the number. I feel like I could parse through it, yeah. I could give you 100 NHL players, just hockey players. Yeah. I'm not sure you could get 95. Dave Gosher. I didn't say is, 95. I said five. Dave Gosher is great. <laughs> Why okay. are you moving the goal? If, here? Sorry, sorry. So you could get more than five. I yeah. don't know whether you could get more than five. I, I, I didn't say more than. I said five. Dave Gosher. Yeah. He prints his name underneath his autograph. Oh, nice. Just so you know. That's, that's, Just so you know. That's a nice touch. Yeah. So you're aware of, uh, where of whose it is. Natty would be a good one. Yeah. Because the H and the N. The N. Yeah. It's, it's discernible for sure. So that, that would be one in my, in my cap. I Wayne, I've seen that autograph I've so seen many Wayne's times. autograph, yeah. That, that, that's, a, that's a good one. Yeah. But if I just give you, gave you a hundred random NHL players. Let's do this. Like, not right now, obviously. Mm-hmm. When, Without when, the numbers. When Chris gets back, let's have him compile a list of autographs without numbers. And let's see how, how well I do. So, so you guys are pitching a segment called Reading on the Radio. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, but, like, I mean, Jared, okay. we can take video of it. It'll be fun. The, by the way, asking chapman to do this i he, he arrives in the studio listen, with seven seconds to go before air we're talking about that that no man's land uh two-week period between the end of the stanley cup final and mm. and the start of free agency i'll like, be taking that week off <laughs> figures uh that's about the time that chris chapman would get it all done do you have an autograph no, because people don't no, do no, no, no. people like, don't do a lot of autographs anymore, right? Because it's selfies. Selfies are the new autograph. Um, I've I've been at like it's probably one of the most embarrassing things in the world when somebody asks me for an autograph because I'm like you don't want it. I don't have the type of signature that is uniform across attempt over attempt over attempt. It is different every time. So, what was the last person that you asked for an autograph? That I asked yeah, for an yeah, autograph. Yeah. I don't. Rem- I don't. Come think on! You've no, asked somebody. I've, you've I've never d- asked somebody for an autograph. I. I honestly might. Ha- it might have been like, like even when you were ten, you didn't ask somebody I d- for I an autograph. I didn't have moments where I was like. You went to was, every Dodger game as a kid. Yeah, but like, I didn't care that much about it. You like, didn't it get Mike Piazza's fun. autograph. No. Tommy no. Lasorda's autograph. Well, uh, well, see the unfortunate thing. Steve for- Garvey's autograph. The unfortunate thing for me is I sat right behind the opposition dugout. So, like, I didn't care about anybody that was coming into town. You never did that thing where you threw the ball over, attached the fishing line, get it signed, and then reel it back in? No, no. I, like, wow, baseball, you, uh, baseball you. was my dad's thing. Like, I, I liked it. I enjoyed going to games. But, huh. like, I didn't care enough to get autographs. I love autographs and signed memorabilia. Eh, it's okay. I think it's like awesome. I, so what, my, what's in your man cave? What's in your in your, I, your I, fortress? I've got I've got two kids that run my life. I don't have a man cave. It's oh. not a thing that I have. I have a garage gym. That's about it. But I, I don't have a man cave. No. Huh. 
My dad. I'll, although we gotta I will, get you going. I, I will say, my dad had um, an eight hundred two Wayne Gretzky signed hat that he really. It was like one of those prized possessions in our house growing up. Did you wear it? No, it was in a oh. it was in a display box. Oh, I thought there was some kind of like ruining. I was not here. allowed to touch it. So where's that hat now? It's at my it's at my dad's house. Okay, in California. Still like still protected. Still protected. Yeah. Huh. Once got a baseball signed by Joe Carter and Jeff Kent. And somebody else. And this is before Joe hit the home run and before Jeff Kent became an MVP. And I've just left it out and the, the autographs faded. But I would have had a World Series MVP and a World Series home run guy and Jeff Kent on one baseball. That would have been cool. Ah, I, I ruined a this lot sounds, of stuff. This sounds like a sequel I, to The Sandlot. I have a, That's all I'm saying. I have a Hakeem Olajuwon mm-hmm. signed basketball, mm. except we used it in the backyard. Wow. And then the, uh, the, the signature got worn off it. That was why, not, did you, why did you do that? That was not smart. No, it was not smart. No, that, was, uh, that was desperate. Uh, Jack Eichel scores. Max Pacioretty has uh, a couple of uh, goals on the course of the weekend, and uh, he is red hot again. And the Golden Knights take three or four points against uh, the Los Angeles Kings and the San Jose Sharks and are four points back of the Calgary Flames, who won again today. Hmm. So that victory yesterday is even more important when you uh, factor in what the Calgary Flames have done in sweeping a seven-game homestand. But there's a whole bunch uh, uh, that went into the weekend. The 2 nothing lead in the first period against L.A., mm-hmm. which ends in an overtime loss, and then the 2 nothing lead yesterday against San Jose, in which they're able to put their foot down and hold on. Not a perfect game, but I think you saw parts of learning from, from the Friday game and making sure it didn't happen again on Sunday. Yeah, there were moments within that game against the LA Kings where if the Golden Knights were able to keep momentum going after a big goal, uh, maybe the LA Kings don't have the push. Maybe they don't get that that quick goal to answer, go 2-1, and maybe they don't work themselves back into the game. And, and you saw that against San Jose. Now, a lot of it had to do with, with Logan Thompson. I thought he was really good, especially in the first period, especially coming through sh- on shorthanded breakaway opportunities. Uh, but all that being said, like I, you know, I look at the, the, the lessons learned from the Vegas Golden Knights over the course of uh, the weekend, over the course of, of having you know, the, the opportunity to have a two-goal lead once again built against the San Jose Sharks. And, you know, for me, I, I looked at that as, as, like you said, Darren, kind of learning from the mistakes made or, or the moments of momentum that escaped them in that L.A. game. I, I agree. Uh, thank you, uh, people coming by, signing up uh, for the, the tickets that we're going to give away. That was, uh, that was Craig that, uh, that just popped over. Look at that. I thought you had a, like, the, where did you put the little clipboard? thing because i just uh, had craig sign my my notebook you just, you just got an autograph like the, the 14 people that were uh, by during the the first hour we gotta add craig's name to that uh the idea that this team has another gear is great but the idea that they got the win is even better and i uh, i was i was impressed by uh, by what they were able to do yesterday during these uh little weird makeup games now the schedule is the same for the rest of the year uh, that one game uh, in April uh, moved to yesterday. But other than that, it's, uh, it's status quo. Uh, we, we see Pacioretty scoring. We see Jack Eichel scoring. Uh, I'm still, when you hear players, 
talk about Jack Eichel in the way that they are right now. Like Max Pacioretty is an all-star player. Mm -hmm. And the effusive excitement that uh, you can hear in his voice talking about Jack Eichel, that's where you, you get attention and, uh, and, and it grabs you. Uh, yeah, I mean, when, whenever you, you ask a player about Jack Eichel and the skill set that he brings to the table, it, it's a uniform giddiness, I guess, would be yeah. the best word that I, I could use you to describe it. You heard him, Brett Howden. Absolutely. You, you, you talk about, you, you bring up Jack Eichel to Brett Howden, and it's just, my goodness, he's everything. He, he has everything that you could ask for in a hockey player. And when you've got the elite of the elite saying that about a guy in Jack Eichel, it just, it really kind of you know drives home how uniquely skilled this player is we uh, are going to be here for uh, every monday uh, four to six except for when the golden knights play on a monday and then yes. we'll be over at t-mobile arena but uh, we're at the oyo hotel and casino at the underground lounge where we have drink specials here uh three dollar jim beam bacardi uh it's it's awesome uh we have uh Ten dollar uh, buckets of beer uh, from uh, Bud uh, with uh, for you get five of those uh, for for ten bucks in a bucket. Uh, all kinds of stuff happening, and you, you sign up, you could win a chance, or you could win two tickets uh, to a upcoming Golden Knights game. So a lot going on here at the Underground Lounge at Oyo Hotel and Casino. Stop by. Uh, we'll be here uh, until uh, just uh, around six o'clock tonight. What do you make of Logan Thompson? Were you surprised? that he got the start I was yeah no I, I was I you know I, I looked at the amount of games that the Golden Knights had I looked at the the fact that this team has four days between games and I figured that if Logan Thompson was going to get a game it was going to be Friday against Arizona that's assuming obviously that Robin Leonard is not able uh, to come back for the Vegas Golden Knights so I looked at it as okay Logan Thompson's probably going to get that first half of the back-to-back Friday, Saturday against Arizona. I was very much surprised that he got the game against the San Jose Sharks, but, um, you know, you can you can kind of read it a couple of ways, I, I suppose. You could read it as maybe Robin Leonard's a little bit closer on the horizon and you wanted to get Logan to start because of what he's been able to do and working so hard in practice. Or the other side of the coin is maybe you just need to get Logan Thompson into a game because there's some back-to-backs here that he's going to need to play in. He was good, too. Yeah, he was, he was really good. He out-goaltended James Reimer. Yeah, not even close. And they had to out-goaltend the other guy. Mm-hmm. Like, if you evaluate that game, that's a 1-1 game. Yeah, I mean. With, the, with some of the pucks that, that got by Reimer. Yeah, the, the Golden Knights really got a strong performance from Logan Thompson. And, and I go back to the first period. I go back to that shorthanded breakaway save on Matt Nieto that really could have turned that the entire complexion of that game in that moment. Because for the Golden Knights, you're on a four-minute double minor power play. You have an opportunity to break the game wide open. You were loose defensively in those situations. And Logan Thompson bailed you out. And then shortly after that power play expires, you go down, you get the first goal of the game, you start to feel pretty good about yourself. Um, I thought in the first eight to ten minutes, Logan Thompson was the Golden Knights' best player, most important player. And you don't really get that win without him. And a big save at the end of Logan, yeah, sure. Yeah, absolutely. So there, was, uh, there was a lot to love about Logan Thompson. It gives you, uh, he's got his win now. So he's got that out of the way. Sure. He's got a couple of starts. That's great. He's got the three-year contract extension. Uh, so he's going to be uh, in and around the organization uh, for a while now. And you've got uh, uh, 
not a homegrown guy because you signed him as a free agent. You didn't draft him. But he really is kind of a homegrown guy from, from where his journey uh, started. And it's, it's the depth that they want. Yuri Patera was outstanding yesterday for mm-hmm. the Henderson Silver Knights. And so that's, uh, that's real positive as they beat the, uh, the Tucson uh, Hockey Club. And that gives them some, some added depth on, on that side of it. Um, so there's, uh, there's some real positiveness uh, from the goaltending standpoint. I mentioned Chandler Stevenson in the last, uh, last hour. Wide open on the Jack Eichel goal. Yeah. And then he goes behind the net and he passes it up front. He said he was actually too close to the net. Mm-hmm. But he was so wide open. But it was too, he didn't want to just jam it into the, the pads and, and uh, waste the opportunity. So he, he went behind the net. And, uh, like, Jack read it perfectly. Yeah. That, that goal is as, as much as uh, I'll, I'll give Chandler the, the stick tap for the pass. That goal is made because... Jack makes the pass in front and then makes a break for the net and jumps on the open space and uh, really good just being able to read a play. Yeah, I mean, it's it's great work by Jack to get the puck to Chandler in, in that opportunity, in that space, but then to be able to react to what Chandler Stevenson then did with the puck to go to the area he needed to go to and then to be able to redirect that puck into the far in just inside the far post like everything about that play from the setup to to initially get Chandler Stevenson the puck that wide open in front of the net to reading and reacting to what happened then was elite world class it, it was just phenomenal all the way around from Jack Eichel it was strange they scored one goal from the right side one goal from right in front of the net and one goal from the left side, mm-hmm. and that was the Pacioretty goal. Here's, uh, here's Max Pacioretty uh, talking about that goal yesterday, and when had he ever done anything like that with, uh, with basically his back against uh, the sideboards? Uh, yeah, against Miami of Ohio uh, in the second game of our back-to-back my freshman year. <laughs> yeah. Why do you remember that so well? It was the same shot, just on the other side. Look it up. It's pretty. It's pretty funny to see. <laughs> did you notice Reimer was down early, or did you just kind of fling it over there and then not see it till after? No, like I was gonna bump it back to Ike's, and then uh, I figured if I threw it, you know, on that angle, if I missed the net, then it would go. It would change sides, and that's often what we're trying to do is change sides and in the ozone and and. It, uh, it's a fast play, so if everyone's coming towards me, it'd be a good opportunity. If it doesn't go in, to at least go uh, out to the weak side D. But uh, you still get lucky when a shot like that goes in. Isn't that interesting? Two things there. One, he's already factored in if he misses the net, mm-hmm. it's going to be a good miss in the sense that it'll go around the boards and they'll be able to retain possession. Yeah. You don't hear players talk that in depth uh, very often. The other part of it is, he remembered that goal from 2008. <laughs> yeah. So while we were waiting today for the next player to come through in the availability, Ben Goats from the Review Journal yep. looked it up, and he found the play yeah. against Miami of Ohio, and it was, he was right. He scored it from the right side, went short side. I 100% thought Max Pacioretty was playing us because – when he started going down that path, mm-hmm. I thought, oh, he's, he's having some fun at our expense. Like, who would ever remember that? So he's going to make up uh, a story. He was right on the money <laughs> for a, a goal that was 14 years ago. Sure. And, and remembered it. 
So for like I, I, I like you, I, I think it's fascinating to hear a player talk about split seconds and all the processing that goes into mm-hmm. split seconds, right? Like, oh, I have a puck in this situation. If I miss, it'll do this. If I do this, it'll do that. Like, it, it's pretty cool to have Max Pacioretty talk about, well, I could have done this, but I threw it at the net, and I knew that if it didn't work out, it would still work out in some way. And, and the amount of processing that has to happen in that moment before he throws that puck on net, just awesome. It's just really cool to see the, the, the level of, of thought process that goes into individual plays. Uh, but like, I think for Max Pacioretty, knowing and, and remembering and understanding that goal, like when you have a shot like his, when, when, you, when you're able to, to put the puck in the back of the net in, in ways a lot of other people can't But do here's it. the thing. I would have thought it would have happened a few more times yeah. because of that shot. It, and, you know, it, maybe that's why it sticks out, right? Like yeah. maybe, maybe it's, it's one time and, and it, 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 it stands out for it just being that one time. And now it's happened at the NHL level. It's pretty crazy. Oh, we got some ratings to get to from a couple of games. The loss in overtime against Los Angeles and the victory over San Jose yesterday. You see what I do that time with the pepper? You see what I do with the pepper? The people, the people, they want the pepper, all right? They want the pepper. Jared Justice back at Did Fox I do Sports that Las right? Vegas studio. <laughs> yeah. Right on it. Nailing it. The chemistry that's coming together. It's proof that, that you can work on chemistry, that you can develop chemistry that doesn't have to naturally happen. The chemistry between us and Jared Justice is coming together. What's your rating there, Ryan Wallace? Uh, do you going to want to do both games as a combined, or do you want to do them individually? No, I'm doing it individually. Uh, Vegas, L.A. Uh, you know, I'm going between a jalapeno and a habanero, and, and mainly because the Golden Knights put themselves in a fantastic position so in that game. So that's a two and a half? Two and a half, yeah. Put themselves in a fantastic position early on in that game, and when you've got a team in the L.A. Kings that are right behind you in the standings, you have a two-goal lead. You need to turn that into an automatic. It didn't happen for the Golden Knights, and that's not to suggest that they didn't play a strong game. I just think in this moment with the standings the way that they are, you get a two-goal lead against L.A., you got to make that a no-doubter. you got to get two points, and you have to make sure the Kings get nothing. Uh, that's my take on that game. And then Vegas-San Jose, it's, it's, it's a ghost pepper for me. It's four out of five. Um, big-time, big-time game for Logan Thompson. I thought it was a step in the right direction. I like the fact that the Golden Knights were able to get a lead in that game against San Jose and really not allow the momentum to swing too much in the opposition's favor. I didn't like the the shorthanded breakaways early in the first period. I didn't like some of the chances that San Jose was able to get in the third period. But all in all, I'll go four out of five on that one. It's a big two points for the Golden Knights. Score aside, which game do you think they played better in? Probably the L.A. game. I think, I think they played slightly better in the L.A. game. I really do. Because the L.A. game was coming off back-to-back shutouts, and I think there's a natural tendency to want to try and score and, and get some confidence going there. Yeah. And the L.A. game came at the expense of some defensive assignments. They gave up four breakaways. And then the yeah. transition goal in overtime mm-hmm. uh, that, that won up for the L.A. Kings. But offensively, there were some things to, to really like ab- about that game. Yeah. Uh, yesterday, the the first period, they could have been behind the the eight ball big time. Yeah. And they, they got some, some solid saves. Uh, they were probably, I would probably rate them as the same defensively 
in both games sure. and giving up too many chances. Mm -hmm. But offensively, I like their game in, 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 in both. It's almost the same game, different result in, in, a, in a weird way. Sure, yeah. But I, I know Pete wasn't happy with their game on Friday. And what, uh, what we noticed was the phrasing and its analysis Friday after the game and then after sleeping on it and watching the video was the same Saturday before the team departed for San Jose. Yeah. A lot of times that changes. Eh, it's not as bad, or we did, we did do some good things. It wasn't happy with, with Friday night. And that carried over. Uh, I still, yesterday was a win, and there was a, the, the Pacioretty goal and the Eichel goal and uh, the Logan Thompson play. There's there a lot really to dive into and be able to hold on to. And, and wave a flag about. But there's there's still another real level to go here mm -hmm. with the with the, with this hockey club. Three out of four points when you're not playing your best is a massive bonus. And I think there's there's some uh, real opportunity to build off that and and to be positive. So what are your ratings? Uh, I'm going three out of five and then four out of five. Okay. So what is that uh, jalapeno? Nope. Habanero. Habanero. Yep. And then a uh, green bean. Nope. Uh, what is it? It's a ghost. It's a ghost. Well, you, I was you close. Of all, you of all people. I was. It's, it's literally the pepper made for you. I was right there. I had a G. No. It, it was stop. good. Just stop. We've got to keep these all you things do, down. All you do is talk about ghosts. That's literally the only thing that you do on you ever, this show. You ever use a Ouija board? No. Would you? Eh, Probably. Like it doesn't, it doesn't strike fear in me. Yeah, probably. we have one at our house. You do you, okay? Yeah, but let's, I've never, I've never gone down the path. We should do one live on the let's air. Break it out. Let's go. Let's. Would you do it on the air? Sure. Yeah. That would be cool. What do you think's gonna happen? Oh, Jed, would you do it? <laughs> would you, what about you, Justice? Would you do it? I mean. Yeah, sure. I mean, I don't believe in nonsense, so let's <laughs> let's let's do whatever. Oh, that oh, would be good. Oh man, that's good. Ghost. Next time I give a ghost pepper rating, we're going to fire up the Ouija board. I got to make sure the battery's still working. Uh, but uh, if if it if it's the, got batteries, the what? I mean, I think if it has batteries, that's not a Ouija board. <laughs> that's the that's the that's the wrong game board. That's there. a different what are you game altogether. Oh, I was talking about the game operation. No, no, no. That's now you're, now you're talking about Jumanji. <laughs> uh, we're gonna take a break. When we come back, news and notes from around the National Hockey League. It's one timers as we broadcast live from the Underground Lounge at the Oyo Hotel and Casino. We've got a couple of names uh, in here. It's starting to fill up in that. Uh, Bucket, and uh, we've got some drink specials. Uh, Jim Beam, uh, we've got some Bacardi on special for three dollars. Uh, a bucket of Bud, five uh, beers for ten dollars in that bucket. And uh, if you come, and we might give you a piece of pink Whitney paraphernalia, or just uh, sign up for an opportunity to win a couple of tickets to the uh, Vegas Golden Knights uh, game in the uh, in the next uh, couple of weeks. It's the VGK Insider Show on Fox Sports Las Vegas. Maybe a two-on-one. Petrangelo gets it. He shoots. He scores. It's time for one-timers. One-timers. Short-handed goal. Alex Petrangelo. Quick looks at some of the biggest stories of the day on the VGK Insider Show. All right, this isn't from today. It's the one-timer segment brought to you by Paul Powell Law. More lawyer, less fee. 
Rangers beat the uh, the Ottawa Senators. Igor Shesterkin, <laughs> who's got like all world numbers right now. Yeah, he does. Insane. And and I follow the National Hockey League as closely as anybody I know. And I look at his numbers right now and go, how does that happen? How, how does it get to that, um, what he's doing right now in, in the National Hockey League at, uh, at 24, 5, and 3? He's the best goalie in the world right now. He is pushing for that title. And I get it. He's only, he's only played 79 he's games. He's having the best season. Okay. I firmly believe that in two years' time, Andre Vasilevsky, Igor Shosturkin, it's going to be a balanced scale there. Those yeah. two guys, I think, are going to be widely considered 1 and 1A when it comes to best goalie in the world. I really other, do. Other than the fact that we would have won gold, me being a Canadian, mm. uh, one of my biggest regrets about the National Hockey League not participating in the Olympic Winter Games in Beijing yeah. was to see how the Russian goaltending would have sorted itself out between a two-time Bezden Trophy winner in Bob, mm-hmm. Andre Vasilevsky, and Igor Shesterkin. Yeah. So Shesterkin has these ungodly numbers. And then he tries to score on the weekend. Uh-huh, yeah. And just missed. Yep. So there's there's that part of it. Just <laughs> Ryan Strom said, it's only a matter of time before he, he starts scoring goals yeah. instead of saving them. Yeah. And then added, doubled down on it. He's probably a better passer than 75% or 80% <laughs> of our team. And so the guys would, would openly admit that, too. This is the Rangers goalie. Yeah. So, listen, um, I don't think it's outside the realm of possibility that at some point in the future, Igor Shesterkin has multiple goals in a season. Mm. I, I really believe that. Um, and then, like, you talk about his numbers this year, and they're ridiculous, but he's got 50 wins in 79 games yeah. in his career. Like, it, it's it's astounding to me how good this guy is. And believe me, when you can go from Henrik Lundqvist to Igor Shesterkin and your organization really doesn't miss a beat – and your fans are that spoiled with goaltending? My goodness. Yeah, his, his first year, he was 10-2. and two. <laughs> Last year, slumped to 16-14, and 14, and now yeah. he's 24-5-3. Just uh, ridiculous. I, I would still go Andre Vasilevsky right now. I think he's the best goaltender in the world. But Shesterkin is having himself one heck of a year. I just... That would be a great series, man. Rangers and Tampa Bay. Yeah. Uh, we got some afternoon action to talk about. The Bruins clobbered the Avalanche 5-1. Hmm. Didn't see that coming. Hmm. The Flyers pushed the Hurricanes to overtime. The Hurricanes win. And the Flames beat the Jets 3-1 on a late goal. Mm-hmm. Elias Lindholm has now scored in eight straight games. Hmm. For the uh, the Calgary Flames, they had a seven-game homestand that started with the game against the Vegas Golden Knights. Right. They won all seven. Yeah, they don't miss right now. And that's it, that's a team that was getting it done on the road. The the Calgary Flames do not miss right now. They are playing exceptionally well. They are winning a ton of hockey games. 
and they are a team that is very much what I anticipated them being, and we had this conversation. They are one of the best teams in this specific division. Won 10 in a row. Not bad. 10 games in a row. Uh, Vegas Golden Knights have done that, and uh, <laughs> if you remember to when they were doing that, uh, and it was just rolling. Like, there was no yep. chance of uh, losing. Uh, Markstrom was good in this game. Uh, Winnipeg was the better team in this game. Uh, the Calgary Flames, however, find a way to win. So it's a four-point lead. The Calgary Flames on the Vegas Golden Knights for first place in the Pacific Division. Uh, very, very key win yesterday uh, for Vegas. And there's two games in hand for the Calgary Flames. Just when you look at that streak column, mm-hmm. W10, wow. Not bad, and, and the Avalanche losing that game in Colorado t- or uh, in Boston today, mm-hmm. very significant. That is Colorado's tenth regulation loss this year. Okay, so another ten. Hmm. It took until the third week of February for the Avalanche to lose ten games in regulation. You know what's funny about that is it took until the third week of February for the Montreal Canadiens to win their 10th yes, game. Yes, but the, you know Montreal's on a roll right now. I know. Montreal's I know. winning tonight against the Toronto Maple Leafs. Up 3 nothing. You're welcome, Canadiens fans. And this is all because you said that they would not win a game again until 2038. That's not exactly and it. now they've been on, uh, on, on a nice little run. I fixed the Montreal Canadiens. Not yeah. ghosts. No. Nothing like that. Nothing supernatural. Just me trouncing the Montreal Canadiens. That fixed them. So you're welcome. Uh, The Boston Bruins, David Pasternak and Taylor Hall. Wow. Were they ever good. And Boston's being pushed a little bit right now. By by who? Well, there's there's some talk that uh, their place in that wild card race is not home and cooled. That the Columbus Blue Jackets were they they scored seven goals in back to back games, and we're feeling some confidence. And okay. I know it's like a like okay. a nine point eight point uh, disadvantage coming into yeah. today. Yeah. But there is there is uh, some talk around Columbus that they may have uh, have turned a bit of a corner. Patrick Laine is playing great. Uh, the they they locking it down defensively. Mm-hmm. Now it's a it's a big ask for somebody like Columbus to to go that route mm-hmm. or. The Detroit Red Wings, who are in a similar range. Uh, the question is, does Detroit find another gear? Or with all their, their kids, mm-hmm. do they fall back as, as the games get even tighter? Yeah, I, I like it's a stretch yeah. for, for me to even wrap my head around the idea that the Columbus Blue Jackets are going to push the Boston Bruins. Columbus is now 11 points back of Boston with one game in hand. Mm-hmm. Like, you have to have more games in hand, or you, you got to have a little bit more. Like, I get... This optimism the, was before the Boston sh- Bruins win sure. today. Because the Bruins haven't been great lately. They, they haven't. They've been middling the, in their last 10 games. Columbus is on a bit of a run. Like, I, I get why you, you kind of allow yourself to go there. I, I just... I don't think what Columbus is doing right now is sustainable long-term, and I don't think that what the Bruins are going through right now is going to sustain that much longer either like i think the boston bruins are comfortably in a playoff spot and i don't think that much is going to change in terms of the standings in the eastern conference i just don't there's a strange trade well not strange trade well i understood it. nick ritchie got traded from toronto yeah. to arizona the other yeah. day 
he had two and a half million dollars next year on on the books as well as this year so that was a, a salary dump yep. single uh also involved in that trade but then today the maple leafs uh, acquired carter hutton mm-hmm. from arizona it's i mean hutton has fallen out there because wedgwood and Melka are, are are the two goaltenders yep uh just it's just a strange one it was for future considerations but i feel like we should mention every trade because there's not many of them uh <laughs> anymore but that that one's just a, a little uh little strange uh, carter hart missed today's game for philadelphia against carolina hurricanes uh, related to uh an infection of the eye which impaired oh. his vision that's not good no infection uh yeah that's that's pretty weird um you know obviously i, I think the only thing that you're again the Philadelphia Flyers, their season is is just about getting through the rest of it and whether or not Claude Giroux gets traded. So with Carter Hart, I uh, just get well. Right? It's not uh, not a long-term problem. But it's, it's kind of cool. I, the only reason I really I, I mentioned it was because it's an injury that or an ailment that yeah. we that we don't automatically go to COVID. Like we've kind of we've Good turned point. that yeah. that corner right now where yeah. somebody's out and we don't automatically go COVID. All the metrics are falling uh, here in Nevada. And, and across the North America, so it's it's kind of cool. That, oh, it's it's not infection. Missed the game. Oh, not COVID. Then we can we. I feel a little bit more normal. Anthony Mantha back with the Capitals practicing. First time since having surgery on his shoulder on November fifth. Remember how hot he was? Yeah, I mean he's a good good player, fit right in with the Washington Capitals and what they were trying to do. So I, I think that's obviously a boost for Washington as you kind of get into the the second half of the season, the dog days of of this eighty two game schedule. Uh, it's it's nice to have a player uh, at some point back in the fold that's going to be important and effective. Uh, Ryan Dezingle, who was involved in that trade between Arizona and Toronto, mm-hmm. uh, he's on the move again claimed off waivers uh, by the Sharks okay. after uh, okay. after he was traded from Arizona to Toronto. That's a, like, what did you do in your weekend? Well, I was traded from Arizona yep. to Toronto, yep. got there, and then was placed on waivers because uh, they wanted to send him down to the Toronto Marlies of the American Hockey League. Yep. Then he's picked up off waivers and he goes to the San Jose Sharks. That's fun. That'll leave your head spinning. From, from Arizona to Hope to San Jose. So, where is he now in the hope factor, confident factor? I mean, I think that he'll play, obviously, with the San Jose Sharks. Like, I right. think that that's... Boy, they've had a lot like, of kids in their lineup. Yeah, yeah. I think from, from that perspective, it's it's probably a good thing for Ryan Zingle. But, like, you know, if you, if you were to ask me, like, do I want to maybe play in the minors a little bit, get familiar with the Toronto Maple Leafs, and if there's an injury, play on a team that's going to the playoffs? As opposed to San Jose, I, like I think I'd probably want that trade-off a little bit more. But this at least gives them an opportunity to play in the NHL every single night. I want to send my congratulations out to Team Finland, oh. who won the Olympic gold medal at the Beijing Hockey Tournament. Okay, never happened before. Finland has never won the gold medal in Olympic men's hockey. One of the more famous games that the Finnish team played was in 1980 after the Miracle on Ice performance by Team USA against the Soviet Union. Mm-hmm. It was a round robin then. Team USA still had one more game to go and it was against Finland 
and they had to beat Finland to win the gold, to yeah. really win the gold. Yeah. And they did that. That's one of the more famous uh, Finnish uh, games that they were involved in. But they have, have medaled before. This is their first gold. I broadcast the 2010 tournament in Vancouver, and I got to do the bronze medal game. And that is one of the career highlights. Watching how happy those players were to podium in, in the men's hockey tournament was amazing. So I, I, I have those feelings, and I, I put them to what I saw in Beijing and winning gold, and they were down early, and they came back, and they, they won that game. I, if there's a, a team outside of Canada or the U.S. that I'm happiest for, to win gold that I'm cheering for. It was it was Team Finland. That was just a cool moment in our sport. Yeah, I mean, unfortunately, I, I didn't, I didn't to be honest, I didn't watch much of the men's tournament. Um, I, I was more focused in, obviously, on the women's tournament this year, but uh, it's cool for them. Like, it's cool to get that gold medal. Like, it, it's awesome. The Russians were coached by Alexei Zhannov. The Russian Olympic Committee? Yeah, ROC consequences the russians were coached by i, I looked up and eddie olchek said uh alexis Jamnov. i was with alex in winnipeg hmm. I, I didn't know what happened to his red hair he's like gray now i mean age probably he's once scored five goals against the la kings in the game Jamnov. Yeah, boy he was right. a talented guy sounds about right and now he's now he's coaching and i'm like Jamnov would have hated coaching Jamnov. Sure, yeah. For sure would have hated coaching Jamnov. Yeah, but I mean, like, you know, as you get older, you start to appreciate all the things that your coach has told you over the mm -hmm. years. Just like Maybe. your parents. You appreciate your parents a lot more. Oh, yeah. Now. Yep. All the things you used to do, now your kids do them. Uh, those are your one-timers uh, for this Monday, February. Hmm, uh, one-timers brought to you by Paul Powell Law. More lawyer, less fee. We'll be back with Catching Up with Jared Justice as we continue from the Underground Lounge at the Oil Hotel and Casino on Fox Sports Las Vegas. We're back to the Findlay Chevrolet Fox Sports Las Vegas studios. This is the Vegas Golden Knights Insider Show. Here's Darren Millard and Ryan Wallace. The elephant is dying. Jared Justice, this is your segment. What do you got going on here? Okay, so last week we broke down the very important uh, Eddie Murphy song, Party All the Time, and Ryan revealed to me in a break that apparently Eddie Murphy and Michael Jackson did a song together, and he just said, I need you to watch the video and then text me. And what I texted him had too many expletives in it for me to mention it on the air but it was genuinely one of the most perplexing and confusing things i have ever seen starting with the open where a clown goes the elephants are disappear and then transitioning to eddie murphy and michael jackson in a bad green screen situation dude they're in the clouds <laughs> yeah in the clouds on a bad green screen, singing for some reason while staring upwards, like over the camera. And that's not like it gets weirder from there. At one point, Eddie Murphy is like shadow boxing with Michael Jackson and Michael Jackson is like not really that into it. So there's a lot going on here. Yeah, I'm, I'm watching it right now. Oh, yeah. Now they're shadow boxing. What about the doves? The doves are cool. 
Yeah, that's a- for those for those that don't know the the song I feel like is. You can just put dubs in anything and it works. Well, I mean specifically this video. Um, yeah, there's music notes that are that Michael Jackson he's he's walking along and it's "What's Up with You" is the name of the song. It's it's from <laughs> one of Eddie Murphy's music albums, of which there were more than one. Surprisingly enough. Wow. Yeah, it's good. It's not. No, no, no. No, no, no. It is. It's, it's, it is. I don't know if good no, is how no, I describe no, it's, it. It's not good. It's important do, viewing. It is do important yourself a favor. viewing. Our children need to see this. Do yourself a favor. Check it out. That's all. That's all I got. Like, it's the whole video is just them on green screen. Yeah, yeah. There's, like, numbers. And I don't even think, I, I don't even think there's any, like. There's a heart with wings. Routine here. Yep. Like, script. They're just doing their thing. And. They threw stuff in the background. It's good. That's it. Um, thanks to everybody down here at the Oyo Hotel and Casino, the Underground Lounge, uh, for making Mondays so much fun. Uh, thank you to you. We will not be here tomorrow and Wednesday, but we'll rejoin you on Thursday and get you ready for Friday's game against Arizona. Have a great week, everybody.